Hey, you're listening to COD Roadrunner Radio. I'm your host, Grasspile, and today we'll be talking about gaming in the modern day. I'm joined by the three of the only people I know, and together we'll discuss our personal experiences with the industry and where it seems to be going as a whole. With me today we have... Connor. Aaron. Jordan. Okay, guys. Let's start off by talking about, you know, our experiences with, you know, playing games. You know, uh, all, all four of us knew each other in high school. We played games in high school. How has it all changed since we've all started college? And... Um, Jordan has moved away. Uh, the other two have not. So how is how is like the sh- the you know the landscape of gaming, uh, the environment of it all? How has it shifted since college started? With college, it, classes take up most of my day. Plus, I have work on the side, and I don't really have the time to get into the gaming that I want to do. But uh, I still try to make the time to so that I can release my stress out. As someone that doesn't currently work but still plays a lot of games, it, I feel like it has changed a bit, but overall it's mainly the same. Um, for me personally, I spend a lot more time playing online games now, like multiplayer, because single-player games are just too long and take up too much time, and I'm just too busy to play anything like that. Yeah, but isn't a multiplayer game like a, a bigger time investment? Well, you can usually just like hop into a match for like 20 minutes whatever and just play as much as you want my bro you're playing league of legends that is not 20 minutes ah if you're good it's 20 minutes anyway um but i feel like for me single player games if i just like if i want to play a game i i need to like get in and play for like at least a longer amount of time like maybe like an hour hour and a half otherwise it's just like i don't know i can't just like get into it like you don't feel like you're making any like really uh, any progress towards the story. Yeah, and just like I, I, I feel like I'm gonna have more enjoyment from just playing a multiplayer game at that point. Even though I may play for longer than a single player game, it's just harder to get into a single player game. I mean, Connor is like the polar opposite. I feel like Connor doesn't really play any multiplayer games. He, I always just see him playing like Spider Man or. God of War or something. But with Spider-Man, I'm able to like pause and save my progress, and I can come back to it if I need to, whereas multiplayer games, it, that match is there and then. It, it's not like I can, as much as it, you have the physical capability to leave the game, it's just you just don't leave the game. Yeah, but how, how long do you think an average, like... Like how long, on average, I spend in yeah, a multiplayer how, game? How, no, no, in, like a, in the single player. Like how long do you, are you like... Oh, I'm gonna chip at it for a few hours a day. Like, yeah, I'm not hitting below an hour or two. I mean, do you play after work or? Uh, usually, or I'll try to do it before work because by the time I get out of work, I'm not feeling it. I'm tired. I don't really want to get on. See, Aaron and Jordan stay up until about two a.m. Yeah, ba- uh, back when I had, uh, when I would work and I had those long hours, I'd get out at night. I'd get home about like usually around twelve, one ish sometimes, and uh, I'd hop on Overwatch which is a game I don't really love to play, but um, I would still play it. Yeah, for the Battle Pass. Which Wait for the Battle Pass. We're going to get into in a couple more minutes. But first, I just think it's interesting that Connor and Jordan have, like, polar opposite answers to this question. Um, you know, Jordan prefers the bite-sized little matches of a multiplayer game, whereas... Um, you know, Connor doesn't really want to dedicate himself to 
to a, a live service like that. He'd rather, you know, hop in, hop out. Pretty interesting. Aaron will play whatever because Aaron's a bit of a. I'm like in the middle, quite a, literally. Bit of a bum. I'm in the middle between these two. Bit of a bum. I mean, I I think that also I don't really have many single player games up with me because I don't like take my stuff up there because I, it's a little um, dangerous up there. I would say, I guess, as in it's been broken into before where I live. So I only really have my laptop and the only games I have on that are multiplayer games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who would want to steal League of Legends? That's true. Well, the thing is... And we'll get into the second question now. Is that, you know, a lot of multiplayer games nowadays are free to play. Um, it's it's increasingly becoming the business model of, you know, low barrier of entry, get them hooked, and then once they're in the game, then you sprinkle in microtransactions, you know, skins, stuff like that, that they'll spend then usually... More than the price if they just paid for a full game. You know, what do you think about free-to-play? What do you think about battle passes? What do you think about microtransactions? I mean, we can start with Jordan because Jordan mentioned that that's mostly all that he plays now is these free-to-play multiplayer games. Okay, well, it really depends for me how much content a free-to-play game has. Like... For instance, Fortnite, um, you can play a lot of matches, but uh, to me, it kind of just feels like the same thing, and that's different for everybody, obviously. But like, I just feel like the updates they do aren't really substantial enough for me to keep like coming back to it every time. But a game like League of Legends, they kind of like overhaul everything after each year, and plus every match is like. There's so much content in the games that every match is kind of unique. Um, But then there's like other games like the newer game Omega Strikers where I feel like that game just kind of didn't really have much content in it at all for me to like keep going with it. And then the battle passes, I personally do not like battle passes because I don't know. I just don't, I feel like I don't play enough to really get the rewards out of the battle passes and for me like i just feel like the rewards are kind of whatever like it's a set like specific rewards and sometimes i just don't want some of them or want other ones it's like you're gonna make me pay for all of the rewards which yeah everything individually will be cheaper but i just think that some things i just don't care about so it's like do i really want to buy the whole thing i don't think so yeah and i mean I don't know. I think it's a little cool that battle passes are, like, it's completely optional. You know, if you, you know, Fortnite is not a $60 game, okay? You can play completely for free, and your your monetary, like, barrier of entry is purely cosmetic. The, the problem I see with free-to-play games, it's more just the monetization. Free-to-play is obviously very good since, say, like, you and I, or even Jordan and Connor, want to hop on a new game. If it's free to play, we can all hop on, have fun, hang out, whatever. The problem is, say we enjoy the game, we want to spend time in it. If if a lot of skins are heavily monetized, it's going to cost us a lot of money to express 
ourselves and what we like. Yeah, because also I feel like there's a bit of a a stigma against not spending money in a way. Absolutely. Um, I mean, the big example, I think, I mean, Aaron, Aaron's going to agree with this one. I think the big, a big example is Overwatch, where if you have a default Overwatch skin, I'm going to assume that you're terrible because to me that means you don't have, like, the time investment. While that is a big example of the default skin, I'd say the more iconic and famous is Fortnite's default. That I feel like that kind of started. Yeah, but the Fortnite default is badass looking. Well, well, if you look at the the default stereotypes for Fortnite, you can see that um, it's not that positive. Yeah, but I think um, I think monetization in a game like Fortnite is a little better than Overwatch or League of Legends. Because, like, you have to... Fortnite only has one character, essentially. And anything you buy, you can use anytime. But Overwatch... Uh, you know, I mean, if you play multiple characters, you have to buy stuff for each character. If you play League of Legends, you gotta buy stuff for each character. Um, I mean, but in, in Fortnite, like, you buy different skins, you can only use one skin at a time. And I do get what you're saying but one problem i do have with um fortnite and i think overwatch has this problem too no overwatch is a little bit different but fortnite at least it has a rotating shop so it's like you can't buy what you want at like any time you want you have to like it's time limited so basically it forces people to buy skins otherwise they're gonna go away okay if you're just tuning in this is cod roadrunner radio i'm grass pile and I have three people here. We're discussing gaming in the modern age, modern gaming practices, how we feel about them, um, what we've been up to. Next up, on the same topic of you know free-to-play games, you know monetization, I, I do. I'm, I'm not sure how much you guys will go in depth on this topic, but I do want to touch on gotcha games for just a little bit because I feel like gotcha games are. I mean, Gotcha predates like the free-to-play genre. I feel like, I feel you know, I feel like free-to-play games, stuff like Fortnite, stuff like, you know, probably mid 2010s. I think Gotcha came around probably early 2010s, but I feel like Gotcha is like the natural progression of monetizing free games. Um, for those who don't know, just a quick little like summary. Gotcha games are games where you have to, how, what would you call it, pull? Pull or summon. You have to summon characters using some kind of premium currency where um, better characters, more powerful characters are at a lower rate. So you spend money to unlock different characters um, that are all on a rotating basis. Um, and they're they're a victim of something called power creep, where every new character that they release will be stronger than the last, so you constantly need to spend and spend. And I think what a, a funny thing about this is, usually the story in these games, generally I think are pretty decent, because they want you to like these characters to pull for them. Um, 
So I think that's a bit predatory. It's preying on, you know, your emotion. Connor, you're a big Venom fan. If they came out with the Marvel gotcha game and Venom was $100, you're going to feel bad if you don't get him. It would definitely uh, be a thing in my mind where I kind of want to spend the extra $100 just to have that one character. You would want to spend $100 for Venom? I wouldn't spend $100. you'd want to? But a little bit, yeah. For people that like collecting games, gotcha games could be very dangerous. As most of the time, you'll have to spend probably thousands and thousands of dollars if you want to fully upgrade and complete all these characters. Because usually they have lots of characters. Usually uh, a new banner comes about every month or so. So you're constantly spending thousands and thousands of dollars if you're something like a whale, which would like to complete in 100% all the characters in the game. In my experience, I have played a couple of gotcha games, but I haven't really, I haven't spent any money on any of them because I, well, I do think one thing that they do is like, they definitely make the characters and the designs really like interesting and cool so that people will want to buy the characters. But I think the, at least the ones that I played, the stories, I know you said they usually make the stories good, but the ones that I play, the stories aren't really too interesting or they don't really get my attention. So I end up like not really caring too much about the story. The only thing I care about is like getting the characters that I like that look cool. Yeah, and you got to be meta. You got to constantly have the best things for the Yeah. I, I yeah, yeah, I definitely spend a lot of time like upgrading and doing all the side stuff to like get upgrades for the characters, but at the end of the day, I haven't spent any money because I think that's a waste of money cuz it's just at least the most gotcha games that I've played are mobile games. So I don't really feel like mobile games to me are anything worth like spending too much money on. When you summon on a game and you're, and you're, and you're trying to pull the new, the new hit special shiny little unit, what is it really? It's just a bunch of pixels, just a bunch of dots. Yeah. And what's, I mean, what's stopping you from just Googling what the character looks like? Well, well, you could do that, but you, but you can't use it. I know, but what I mean, I mean, you mentioned like collecting, like, but I mean, co- like collectibles and like figures and and statues and stuff like that. Like that's a physical thing that you own. Yes, but you also can't use them in the game. Cause okay, but say with games with PvP, if you load up a picture of a character in a game that has PvP, it's a gotcha game. That's not gonna help you in PvP. You have to have the character I know, to use it. Are you playing the game for the game most of these times? I feel like a lot of gotcha games, I, like, the characters are the focal point. Like, that's the reason why you play. You're not playing because you think they're fun. It kind of depends. Sometimes when I summon for a unit, usually it's either I like the character's design or I like their kit, like what they do. But most of the time, like you said, you're invested in the story. Most of the time, I usually just skip the story. I don't really care about the story. Jesus. The part I like most is summoning. That gets my little. That gets my little tongue wet. That gets my. That gets my. That gets my beak wet. Have you ever? Have you ever spent money on a gacha game? 
uh, only one, but to be fair, it was a uh, Christmas money I got from my grandpa. Okay. I, I spent it. It was a little Apple gift card. I spent it on Dragon Ball Z Dokkan Battle. Okay. I bought some Dragon Stones. I summoned. Jesus. I got my little hit, and that was it. I've played another gacha game. Well, I've played quite a few, but the, the main two are Dragon Ball Z Dokkan Battle and Cookie Run Kingdom. Cookie Run Kingdom, I've spent zero dollars in. I think the problem with like microtransactions and paying to summon and stuff like that is uh, a lot of the time it doesn't even feel good. I mean, you can... I, I think the problem is I would honestly spend money if I felt like I could get something with like 20 bucks. But some of these games, you know, it's taking a hundred, two hundred dollars to even get what you want. And on that note, we're going to take a quick break. Um, we're going to go play some PSAs, some commercials real quick. Uh, we'll be right back uh, in just a few minutes. What's up, guys? It's time to tune in and take your career to the next level. Are you a career-driven individual with big dreams? Picture this. A world of opportunities awaits you with Handshake, the ultimate job and internship resource. From resume writing to job search tips, interview mastery, major exploration, career assessments, and skill building workshops, we've got it all covered. Check the schedule and register today because your future starts right now at the Career and Workforce Solutions Center. Do you always listen to the same old radio station? A new semester has started. I think it's time to try a new one. COD Run Run Radio is here for you. You're gonna have a bright new semester with us. You can find us on CODRunRunRadio.com or TuneInUp. COD Run Run Radio. Your voice, your music, your station. Welcome back to COD Roadrunner Radio. I'm your host, Grass Bile. And together with my three guests today, we're talking about modern gaming. We're talking about the landscape. We're talking about, you know, where the industry's going, what's been coming out, how we feel about it, the direction everything's going, um, and all of our experiences. So next up, you know, we've kind of seen this this kind of shift in the landscape okay it used to be it used to be games were kind of built around a a, a crux of its gameplay you know it, it would it would be you know gameplay first story second but i feel like more recently we've seen a lot of story focused games that you know place a lesser emphasis on gameplay what do we think? Like, how do you mean that the story puts less effort into the gameplay or like let's, less emphasis? For example, you know, let's take something like, you know, let's take The Last of Us. Okay. Got It got turned into a TV show. You know, people love the story that much that they felt that it needed to be adapted. If you play it, it's quite boring to play. But people played it for that story that they liked something like god of war i think is incredibly slow at times because there's a lot of parts of people just walking and talking when i want to do stuff so that's what i mean when the gameplay is taking a backseat for you having to sit through story and you having to you know 
It's, it's, a, it's a lack of freedom. You know, you have to play the game the way they want you to because you need to experience the story in a set way. Mm. I, I think that in the past too, they've done this also. Um, an example is like Zelda games in the past. They used to be a lot more like story focused and linear and... I think with the newer games, Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom, they kind of stopped that, and now you can just kind of do whatever you want whenever you want. And I really like that freedom. And even though the story isn't like really anything special, the gameplay itself is just so fun that I like can't stop playing it. You know. And doesn't the story just add to like the success of winning? Like, for ex- if the story builds up the this character as a really like bad dude throughout the story don't you feel more success for being that bad dude as if you were just to beat a random person even though you won still it doesn't feel earned a lot of times though because you know say you have a big villain you know a big boss and you're about to you know defeat him you're about to kill him and it cuts and then it's a quick time event where where the big boss, you need to press the button at the specific time so that the, the story plays out. You know, you're not really earning that victory. It's just playing out exactly as they intended and you have to, like, regurgitate what they told you to. Well, I would say it depends because if, if there's not a fight before, then yes, I agree. If it's If the whole final big battle with the big bad is just only a quick time event yes that's kind of weird quick time events are cool they could be very hype but it kind of takes the satisfaction of you actually fighting the final boss away but um an example of 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 the correct way i feel like it should be done is like the naruto storm games for example they have a in many of the naruto storm games you can fight bosses and you'll actually fight them at first but then once you defeat them and their health depletes, they'll have a quick time event where you actually finish the fight. And I find those very hype and enjoyable. Isn't it just the timing that you find unpleasant? Or is it the fact that there is a quick time event that you find unpleasant? Because like uh, Aaron just said, that if you time it right, then it makes the story that much better and the satisfaction there. It's just whether you're placing it in the right place or not. Yeah, but it, and sometimes it, it feels like a waste of time in a way. Um, I, I, you know, I, I think back to like Spider-Man 2018's the Spider-Man game. Um, at the end of the game, you fight Dr. Octopus and it's, it's a big boss fight, but then it's a part where you just mash the punch button for like two minutes because it's like a scripted fight. To be fair, that is after you actually fight him. Yeah, I know, but then I don't want to just mash the punch button for two minutes it's a waste of time well you can kind of think about it it's not fun in most games after you beat the boss then you just go straight to a cutscene but in for instance that game it's like you beat the boss and then you play the cutscene it's just extra gameplay I feel like yeah but usually a pre-rendered cutscene like will look interesting a lot of these like cinematic boss fights is just it's just nothing like it's I I I I don't mean to keep coming back to this example, but you just performing the same punch on Dr. Octopus while they talk to each other for two minutes, that's not as interesting as just, like, a cutscene of them fighting. But let me counter with one of the most hype quick-time events in all of gaming. Jesus. Metal Gear Rising 
revengeance. Okay. When you're punching Mr. Armstrong, that's super hype. And guess what? You're spamming one button and you're throwing 3,000 punches a second. That gets the blood flowing. And if you were to think back to like earlier games and whatnot, like even like the original like Nintendo Mario stuff, like after you fought Bowser, like those turtles on the boss levels, you'd have your cutscenes where you're talking to the king or whatever for a good minute or two. The king. I don't. I don't know the technical term for him. I'm just using it as an example. You're. you're, you're He's whole, called a toad, dude. The little things with the mushroom head is called a toad. But the whole point of what I'm saying is that you're still using that waste of time that you're calling it for the backstory or the, what's going to lead into the next game or whatnot. If you're just joining us, this is COD Roadrunner Radio. I'm Grasspile, and right now, we're discussing whether cinematic aspects and games are taking away from the point. As stuff has progressed and, and stuff wants to be more artsy and stuff wants to be... It's not fun. It's not fun anymore. There's... I would much rather just sit back and watch something happen than do something not fun. Um, yeah, I think the more cutscene-focused games, I feel like I would kind of stay away from just because, like, I'm I'm buying a game to play a game. I'm not buying a game to watch a movie, if that makes sense. And Yeah, but you're playing a movie is what I'm saying. Exactly. Yeah, so I I do think that while having a good story is good, I do like good stories, they should make sure the gameplay is also fun and it's not just kind of like press a couple buttons at certain times or um, you constantly have to go talk to people and watch cutscenes. I think if the cutscenes are so long that you're spending most of the time in a cutscene instead of in gameplay, that's like, I feel like that kind of forgets what the essence of a game is. And I, I think, I hope that games in the future don't like go down that path where they're just um, so hyper-focused on the story that they treat the gameplay secondary. Yeah, what I'm more more so kind of referring to is you know, I mean, what do you find more fun? Like Mario Kart where you can, it's just purely gameplay, it's just pure like they built the gameplay and designed a game around it. Or would you rather play they designed this story and they have to kind of cover all their bases? And and if some parts are slow, well, then it needs to be slow because of the game. Like, what's more fun? Well, th- th- that can depend a, a lot on the genre of the game. But overall, I would, I would probably have to say uh, I prefer gameplay first because the story could be amazing. Like, say, like, I know you like the WoW lore. But the gameplay, to me, is awful. So I will never get into it. Wrapping up, where where do we think things go from here? You know, with do we think free-to-play will take over and every game will become filled with microtransactions? You know, or do we see, you know, is stuff moving in a positive direction? I think it's only going to get worse until the community would kind of stop giving into them and buying in my opinion, I think the free-to-play model really only fits certain genres of games, multiplayer games in specific, but the free-to-play market definitely is deteriorating, I feel like, and I think I agree with Aaron. Once the community kind of steps in and says, we're not going to take this anymore, then it will probably improve. Okay. 
So, I mean, that's all for the show. This was COD Roadrunner Radio. I was Grass Pile. I'm Connor. I'm Aaron. And I'm Jordan. And uh, we're wrapping up.